Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who shares my affinity for things, all things salted caramel, Brandon Siegel. How you doing? Trevor, I always, whenever we we start these podcasts, I'm always like, oh, it's like a 50-50 if I'm getting a good or bad intro. Today, I got a great intro. Salted caramel, I feel like all, caramel itself has always been great. I think everyone likes caramel pretty much. Um, and recently, I've gotten on this kick where salted caramel, crazy. We went out to dinner last night, Trevor and I and some friends, um, and we got this salted caramel bread pudding. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was, it was insane. It, was it tasted like improved French toast. French toast on steroids, if I may. And it was delicious. Yeah. Absolutely delicious, Trevor. So I, I'm big on salted caramel. Love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I agree. It, it was really good. The dinner in general was good. I, I got to try Hex. I got a burger. Yeah. It was really good. Ben, I got the hot fire burger. It had like this pepper jack cheese. I think it was like mm. some sort of like jalapeno bacon jam or I don't know, some sort of aioli. Was it hot? A little bit, yeah. Not like ooh, not like super hot, but like you know, Ben. Yeah, it was yeah, a little ben, bit. Ben, I'm I'm eating hot stuff now. Which first uh, of all, of course, hold on. Third member of the podcast, Ben O'Brien. Uh, I went to Dave's Hot Chicken with uh another one of my co-hosts, Aaron Weaver, on the Cinemaniacs Five Seconds of Fame podcast. Go check that out. Um, and I got medium. Uh, Look at you, sauce on tendies. Yeah, and it wasn't hot. It wasn't that bad at all. Look at you, Brendan. It was delicious. It was chest. great. You're growing. Yeah, up I know. Right, right I, I loved eyes. it, Ben. So I'm now I'm now in the the hot stuff race, uh, for sure. I'm putting hot stuff, hot, hot sauce on stuff. Good I job. think my my ability might surpass you. We've actually been talking about uh, Trevor, Aaron, and I going on stream and trying all the Dave's hot chicken flavors, which it goes from like no spice to like extra pot, Carolina Reaper pepper uh, on there. And I'm oh no, I'm I'm pumped. Sounds We're like gonna do it. Idea. I'm so excited. Sounds like an awful idea. I've had a nice arc here, Ben, of of progressively trying hot stuff, and here we are, and Good I job. absolutely love it. I'm proud of you. Um, so yeah, interesting, fun week for sure. Fun last couple of days, mm-hmm. eating out. What do we? We got any other major life updates before we get in the pod? Life updates. Well, it was your birthday. Oh yeah, it was okay. your That's birthday. Not what I meant. That's part of the reason why you we were, went out. Brandon was totally fishing for that. No, no, no. Okay, <laughs> okay. I literally said last week. I was like, hey, Trevor, we should talk more about just like us before the pod. Did I not? I said that. What? We're always like we should just like talk and joke around more before the podcast. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so that's why I said the week that. Of your birthday to make to make that decision. No, actually, big shout years, out four years. Big shout out to spent. Trevor's mom. Trevor's mom gave gave me the idea because she commented on our most recent podcast saying she loves the banter at the start. So don't get on me like that, Ben. All right, it's not always well, about I, I you. Just, right? I just think it's a coincidence that you've been doing this for four years and you waited until the week of your birthday to be Look, like, let's I talk about ourselves evidence. more. I, I have just the think evidence. I, I just think it's a coincidence. That's all I'm saying. I just I think have it's, the a, evidence, it's, a, it's right? an interesting coincidence that you wait until the week. Yeah, it's it all doesn't about back you. To be you like, Let's talk about ourselves. We can put this up to debate here. We can prevent the, or provide the evidence, and you just I, you I'm just not, will I'm not, not denying wait. the evidence. I'm not. Trevor, you're team that. Brandon here, aren't you? Right. I'm team everyone. No, no, no Trevor, that's boring. You, no, yeah, Trevor, we pick sides. Everyone, you got to pick, pick a side. Trevor, I pick a side all the time. He does. It's not my side for whatever reason. I don't know why he picks anyone else's side. I'm team you, Brandon doesn't like me so he's got to be team you so whoever you pick is who the, who the winner yeah. is between me and brandon 
so I'm so I'm also team me. We're all team Trevor. Trevor, I can so make I it like, we live together now. I could I can make it hell over here. You, know? <laughs> you need I, I will blackmail you into making me. Uh, all right, well that's that's enough uh uh garbage at the start here. Um all right, we got a a fun podcast. We got we got actually some like sports news this week. Um and we're gonna kick it off with the PGA tour and live merging. Um, and as we talked a little bit about before the podcast started, I have some pretty intense thoughts on this um, because this is a uh, uh, a pretty wild thing that happened. I don't think we've ever seen this since I, I – well, no, we have seen it when the NBA and ABA merged. Before we were born. Yeah, yeah well before you we were born. I mean that was what, 50, 60 years ago? When like it was 1970s. 70s, yeah. Um, like so, so, you know, almost 50 years ago. Uh, and now we get another major sport. Um, not a team sport, which definitely, I, I mean, there was a lot of, it was a, a lot to go into this still, but it wasn't a team sport, but we, we had a merge between the PGA tour and live, uh, tour, um, all the guys that took the money, they're coming right back and supposedly paying a fine or whatever that doesn't matter at all. Um, and here we are, it's all back together. Golf fans rejoice, right, Trevor? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I mean... If, if I mean, if I already kind of gave my thoughts on this before we started the podcast, I don't want to just go on a rant about like, oh, I'm going to all the live guys. I hate like Phil Mickelson and Brooks Kepka and all these uh, trash. But they're, they're the big winners beings. of this. Um, and they all, won the, out. all the live guys, uh, you know, whatever. It's it sucks. It's it's kind of sad for all the guys that were sticking up for the PGA, like Rory and Tiger and. You know, all those are the biggest guys. losers. They didn't take and the money. And they are the biggest losers. Um, and now this is what's happened. And what I was thinking before, like when I first saw this was like, man, is the PGA just like broke? Like, were they this desperate for money that they had to merge with Liv? Because to me, like all golf fans, golf fans don't watch Liv. How, what percentage of golf fans watch Liv? It's Probably very almost, low. No one's watching Liv. No one watches Liv. Everyone watches the PGA. Yeah. So it's like. Was the PGA this desperate that they had to merge, or could they have waited longer? Because I feel like they didn't have to do this personally. So I was talking to my dad about this exact point, um, and it's not that the PGA was going broke, but the the difference between PGA and Live Live doesn't care about money, they don't care about viewership, they don't care about any of that. That their objective was not to to do any of that. Um, you know, I'm I'm guessing they would love you know if they became the biggest golf league in the world, but it's not really a realistic goal. Um, at least in the short term, it's not. The PGA thrives on viewership. They need the viewership. They need the money from the viewership. And golf ratings were down over the last two years. People were watching less golf. Now, some people would say that is accredited to the live guys going. In my opinion, I think that I don't think that has a lot to do with it. Maybe a little bit. Maybe some guys were like, oh, Dustin Johnson's not over here. I'm not going to watch the PGA Tour. Um, so uh, I I think it was more so just less people were just watching golf. Like, it just just... People aren't watching sports quite as they used to um, in the fashion of like watching it live. So that's my personal opinion on that. So I don't think it was about them going broke. I think the PGA Tour scrambled when they didn't need to. And ultimately, they, their players ended up as the big losers. A league run by the players. Run by the players. None of them knew. None of them knew this was happening. You had the commissioner talking, you know, a couple months ago. He did the interview with Jim Nance saying, that you know he was saying it was horrible that those got all those guys took the money and went to the you know the live tour and took hundreds of millions of dollars and then he took hundreds of millions if not billions of dollars uh just for them to merge so uh yeah big 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 massive l 
um, from the head of the PGA Tour. I don't remember his name. Um, but the front office guys, they're going to make a lot of money, so that's good uh, for them. The biggest winners are all the guys that left and took the bag, all the guys that we all don't like, that everyone hates. No one likes them, and they all ended up winning. They all ended up making the smart decision. They took a two-year break. They played golf once every four weeks. or How long was it been in between tournaments? Like three weeks, maybe four weeks? I have no idea. Couldn't tell you. It, it, also, I, mean, I don't, they I don't really play. like you speaking for, for all of us because I there's plenty of those dudes that I like. For, I just want to make that very clear. So okay, like in general, long. in general, there is disdain towards. Okay. I I think you can agree with that. There is disdain yeah. towards a lot of the guys that went on on live. Absolutely, uh, most of them. I mean, most of them already were. I don't want to say villains, but they were not well liked. Yeah, I mean, Bur- Burks kept as a Miami Heat fan, not by the but players. Speak- players that don't care. It's the media that's that's kind of orchestrating well, that rivalry like brooks kepka i mean he's there's a, a lot of players heat that fan, don't like him but as a miami heat fan myself we don't want you brooks kepka oh, Trevor, you're crazy be a fan brooks, of another team brooks is awesome leave. he's like the coolest dude ever you're crazy nah he's such he a seems like him. he sucks no dude no <laughs> sucks. he's like the coolest dude ever he's such a he's just a bro like like he again like he he just golfs because he golfs <laughs> I, I still he's rest my huge, case he seems like he sucks he's, he's a huge sports fan like yeah he just like his free time he's just going to sporting events he's a big gambler like he's just a cool dude he's a chill dude the, the funniest thing I think interviews. of all of this. He's a really cool dude. I mean, I've heard some of his interviews. He, he doesn't seem like a. I mean, like him and DeChambeau, they suck. Those guys stink. Well, DeChambeau it, sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, but both of them, I think, are cool towards dude. the bottom of, of the list. But here's what I find the most interesting thing about all of this people for two years were like, PGA moral high road. You know, like people, they're like, the PGA is great. They're not taking the money. They're the good guys. And there's only villains in this situation. There isn't good guys and bad guys here. And I feel like, I don't know how people like didn't understand this going in. Like, yeah, some guys are like, we're not taking the money. We're staying on the PGA tour and, you know, whatever, um, doing whatever. And that is good. Like, I'm not saying that isn't good, but it's crazy to me that like, we're like putting like some of these players that stay in the PGA tour, like on a pedestal, but now they are the biggest losers. They didn't take the money. And now they're they're stuck here. Well, not stuck. I mean, they're they're in the same spot, which I guess is kind of fine. It's a net neutral. Um, but now there's these guys that made hundreds of millions of dollars and gonna have to pay whatever stupid fine they have to pay. I don't know a million dollars, whatever it is. It literally does not matter because um, even if it's one cent less than what they took, it still would be worth what they did. So uh, in terms of monetarily, I should say. So yeah, to me, everyone is a big loser in this situation. I think golf took a, a massive L. Uh, on this um but the fans get everyone back together and that is one thing ben you told me beforehand and i do agree they do get everyone back together uh ben i'll I'll metaphorically hand the mic over to you uh your thoughts on on this ordeal yeah i mean i don't have nearly as many thoughts as you it's just something that happened i mean there's nothing i can do to control it um money talks i mean at the end of the day like this was because of money and whether you like it or not the reason why the pga tour did it is because they want more money and they couldn't keep up with live so um again i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be as biased as you two i mean it is what it is like there's nothing i can do to control it all the players move back together. i feel like trevor's not biased trevor's very biased what do you mean actually i'm not biased either i just formed I, an opinion yeah a biased opinion <laughs> sure well isn't every opinion's biased in um, that case again like at the end of the day guys, everybody has a price so there's no good again, guys the, 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 there are I'm, good I'm, guys i'm not there saying that Rory mcelroy is is a good guy i don't know who Roy well McElroy trevor is. the people are speculating <laughs> that he's known about that he's known about this because he's i mean other than tiger he's the number one guy on the pga tour 
And people are speculating that he's known about this for a while because over the last month or so, he's slowly started to change his stance on Liv. It used to be, I hate Liv, blah, blah, blah. And then it kind of turned into, well, they're going to do our th- their thing. We're going to do our thing. It, it is what it so is. So let's say that would be um, new information. And so let's now, say now, Trevor, then he had this to restate after this no happened. He had to restate <laughs> after this know. happened that he still hates Liv. But that's Liv. not my point. But I, I, I agree with you, Brandon. I mean, there's really, I mean, again, like it is what it is. Money talks. I mean, at the end of the day. Everybody has a price. More, the more money, and you promise more money, you're gonna do whatever. So, again, I don't really have a whole lot of thoughts on it. It happened. It was. It, my, I mean, the biggest thing is nobody saw it coming, because again, the whoever the dude's name is, James. There Morgan, were a lot of people the, that saw this coming. Well, I don't know why there's well, this like there's this I'll, perception. I was gonna say I'll, I'll keep it out. Um, but I mean, there's no, this that's like not perception. True. There's Go this. Ahead. No, no, I did. There definitely was a lot of people that didn't. But there's this perception that no one saw this coming. When like well, I feel like it was like who a, saw it coming. Huh? Who saw it coming? I've in? seen multiple articles of people like months ago where it's just like the lives just gonna. Well, Phil Mickelson called in. it forever ago. He's, I mean, he's the biggest yeah. winner in all this. A lot of the lives guys the that first went one over, to leave. Like they, he got trashed. He made a bunch of money. Then he said, "Oh, we should just merge back together." And they're all like, "You're just saying that so you get a bunch of money." And then it happened, and he's just sitting here laughing. And I don't even like the guy, but he comes out as a huge winner in this situation. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, like when you have that much money that like the live guys have, and you you like it's just endless money. Uh, and you, you're fighting with a league that is completely dependent on viewership and money, and they're losing those two things because of your move. Like, and you have a weak commissioner like the PGA does. Um, something like this was bound to happen. And like, I feel like a lot of the players, like they're, I feel like their objective was for something like this to happen. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe I should, I should change my change what I said a little bit. Maybe they didn't necessarily think that they'd be able to like just like mosey their way back in, like you know, a year after they signed. But I think a lot of the guys understood that there was like a solid chance that something like this could happen. Now, maybe not to this degree where they're just completely back in and it's all fine. But I feel like that was. You know, like at least something in the mind of like a Phil Mickelson or Bryce DeChambeau, whoever, it doesn't matter. Take a lot of this money and there's probably a good chance that they have endless money. They know it, that we can get back into the PGA Tour because of that in some format. So I shouldn't say that like, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know, like they all 100% knew this would happen. But I feel like a lot of those guys had a feeling something like this could happen, if that makes sense. Um, Ben, I'll, I'll leave this to you. Anything else you want to say before we move on to the next subject? No, we can move on. We talked too much about it already. All righty. Next up, we have a couple players that might be going, might be leaving. Who really knows? Um, in the NBA, first up here, we got James Harden. Um, uh, according to you, I I didn't know as much about this. Maybe I'm just forgetting. Um, it's been for many months here. This kind of, I don't know if I'd say rumor, but like it's been talked about that you know is Harden gonna uh, stay with the Sixers or is he gonna leave, go back to the Rockets, go elsewhere? Um, what what are your thoughts on this, Trevor? Yeah, so back around like Christmas time was the first time we kind of heard. I, I want to say it, maybe it was Woj that reported it, but it was it was someone who who reported back around Christmas time that Harden would definitely have interest in return a return to Houston. Um, I believe he still has family there, um, and he still likes the city. And for whatever reason, I, I guess maybe it's just as simple as that. His family's there, but the rumor was that he would you know potentially want to go back to Houston. At the time, this made no sense to me because. The Houston Rockets, uh, first of all, I don't know why Harden wants to go there considering they are one of the worst teams in the NBA. He'd have no chance of winning a championship. And also, why would Houston want him? They're building this young core um, around you know some of these young players, Jabari Smith, uh, Jalen Green, Alperin Shangoon, 
um, you know, this young, a lot of young players, why would they want Harden? It's just going to kind of hurt the development of these young guys. So it really didn't make sense from either side, but we kept hearing rumors. We kept hearing about, oh, Harden, maybe he'll go to Houston. And we now, um, I, I read an article today where an NBA executive was talking about, um, his belief that this is a negotiating ploy that Harden is making in order to get more money from the Philadelphia 76ers this offseason. Obviously, his you know his contract is up, and obviously he would like the max contract, I would assume, and that's something that I don't really know if Philly is going to give him. But if he has this, you know, negotiating ploy where he's, you know, saying, well, I'll, I'll go to Houston, and maybe that could help him potentially. I... I think this is something that I might be able to buy because, I mean, simply put, it, it didn't really make sense to me in the first place that he would want to go to Houston, nor would Houston want him. So I I could definitely buy this happening. Um, I, I, I don't think Houston, I don't think Harden will go to Houston. I think he's going to remain a 76er most likely. This is best chance to, you know, compete for a title unless now the only other option I think that could be a possibility is there's been a lot of talk with Phoenix. If Phoenix does let Chris Paul go now, there's a lot of like, how would that happen? Right. But if Harden would potentially become a son, that could be another option. Him getting back with Kevin Durant. That would be very interesting. I think it's unlikely. Ultimately, I think, Do you think that'd be even good for the Suns. Um, e- probably at this really? point, because I mean, he's an upgrade over Chris Paul. So at this point, yeah, because you're already, you know, you have Durant, you have Booker. So if you get Harden, I mean, I don't know. It's tough with Phoenix because they're a team that has so little depth as it is. um, And they're so reliant on two stars. If you get a third one in Harden, who is, you know, good at, I I think is a good point guard at this stage of his career. Um, He's not the same level of score, but is a pretty good point guard at this stage that it, it would raise Phoenix's ceiling. It would be a tricky situation, and I don't know. I still certainly wouldn't favor them to come out of the West as good as Denver's looked, and you know we have other teams as well. But I, I, th- I just think this is an interesting story that's been going on. Uh, Shams uh, had a tweet about he believes that Harden is torn between Houston and Philly. I, I just personally don't think so. I think Harden wants to stay a 76er. Because if I'm Harden, why would I want to go back to Houston? I mean, what do you think about this, Brandon? Why would you want to go play for the Houston Rockets? I when you told me this, I like my first thought is I was like, what is what is he attempting to accomplish in Houston? They're not going to win. Um, I mean, unless they unless Kevin Durant joins him there and LeBron and Anthony Davis and maybe Jokic or he just doesn't care about winning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, perhaps he doesn't care about winning, and maybe he just wants to go somewhere that's like get a, a big contract. Team. And yeah. yeah, in that case, shoot, seems like it makes sense for him. I don't get I agree with you too. I don't understand how in the Rockets current project this helps them win a championship, you know, or gets them closer to that measure. I don't think this puts them in like a top 4 team in the West uh just adding Harden. Um I just don't see how this is like plausibly a good idea for, you know, the continuation and development of the players they have on the team. Um so to me, no, this this makes very little sense. Uh, Ben, any, any thoughts on Harden potentially going to the Rockets? Was the, were the Rockets like the only team? Sorry, real quick, Ben. Were the Rockets the only team mentioned? Was it just like he might want to go to the Rockets? Yeah, well, this has been a thing for months now. Just saying that Harden would would want to potentially go back to Houston. 
So it's been an ongoing thing uh, for months now, and it, it's kind of resurfaced this week as a, as a big story that's been reported. Interesting. Ben, any, any thoughts on James Harden? Uh, no, not really. I mean, Trevor, fair enough, <laughs> Trevor. Trevor, we are we are in a fight for our life right now, down three one, and you're worried about James Harden. Who cares? Well, we're getting there. We're getting there. Ben, we got a whole podcast to produce here. <laughs> Who cares? We're getting about there. James Harden. I, as a fan of hashtag Heat culture, am way more concerned with what's going on. <laughs> I hate on this court. man. I genuinely but hate him. I, I think we're spending oh, way too much time talking about James Harden. Who cares? All right, well let's let's go I to a, another great player uh, that I we all love, Chris Paul. Oh my God, uh, Chris worse. Paul. Ugh. <laughs> Chris Paul currently on the Suns might not be for long. Um, it seems like they're looking at every option in the book. He kind of has a weird structure of his contract. He's guaranteed fifteen million of his thirty-one million basically dollar contract this year, and he has a thirty million dollar contract next year with the Suns that is not guaranteed. Um, so a little bit of wiggle room he, there, but he is thirty-eight. I think you said right. Trevor, 38 years old? Yes. Um, so uh, he's definitely towards the end of his playing days. Don't know if he's worth $30 million. Um, what do you think about Chris Paul and his situation with the Suns? Yeah, so I mean it's interesting because Chris Paul, obviously, he isn't the same caliber of player anymore. He's now 38 years old. He's dealt with a lot of injury injury uh, injuries in general recently. Um, last year, now this year, missing uh, the whole series, essentially, of that the, the semis, conference semis against Denver. So it, it's going to be tough for Phoenix, especially because, you know, the new collective bargaining agreement that came out um, in the NBA, which we didn't really talk about it. You know, it's uh, I mean, it's not a major thing, but I think it will affect how teams deal in free agency and how they look to sign players. Um, I think it's going to be harder for teams to have more than two superstars on a team at once just because the the second apron, it's basically the second apron level of the salary cap. I think it's like $184 million or something like that. Um, the teams now don't have as much flexibility, just exceed when, whenever they want. So it's a little bit of, obviously, you know, you and Brandon, you in the past have talked about like a hard cap and wanting a hard cap for the NBA, which is never going to happen. But this is something that's like a very minor um, step in theory, in the right direction, although I don't know if it actually is. But I think the point is that for the Suns, a team who they have Kevin Durant under contract for about $48 million. Booker's at, let's see, his number's at 36. Aiton's number's at 32. Chris Paul's at 31. What's the mental math on that? I mean, real quick, what is that? 80, 83 plus 30. I mean, that's like $145 million right there committed to four players. I mean, you have to fill out... 11 more roster spots. So it's going to be tough to have all four of those guys on a team, you know, this coming year, the year after that, it's going to be very difficult to do so. So I think what Phoenix is trying to do is they, they might just try to trade Chris Paul um, and maybe get better like depth pieces um, to replace him. And they also might look to trade DeAndre Ayton as well um, to, to get more depth around Devin Booker and Chris Paul or Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, because it's hard to have four stars. Um, so, you know, it's interesting. We'll see, obviously, what comes of it. Um, we're going to be hearing more about this over the next, like, week or two because um, I think there's a deadline. I think June 28th. The Suns have a June 28th guaranteed deadline on Paul's $30.8 contract. Um, so they'll kind of have to decide 
um, whether they, you know, what they want to do with that. But that's that's pretty much the extent of it. We'll be hearing more about it in the next couple weeks. Uh, ben, any anything about one of your favorite players, uh, Chris Paul? I know you love him so much. Yeah, how many championships does he have? I I have no idea. What's the I don't Trevor. How many championships does he have? Do you know? In the NBA, he unfortunately has zero. Oh, <laughs> zero. Does he have any in the other leagues? <laughs> He, he doesn't have, he doesn't have <laughs> any championship Trevor you ha- there's no way that's right I mean he's he's talked about like he has 30 championships you're telling me he has zero <clears throat> he has zero it's hard to get a championship it's wow. hard to win who would have thought that that surprises me that that's shocking um so so basically what I'm hearing is why would anybody want him on their team because you know you're not winning a championship if Chris Paul's on your roster so I think the Suns should just cut him, and, and no one should pick him up. <laughs> also, shout out all, all the right. people that think <laughs> shout out all the people that think he should join the Lakers. I want to make it very clear and get out in front of this right now. If he joins the Lakers, I will be a huge Chris Paul fan. I just want to make that very clear right now. If he is LeBron James's teammate, if he is LeBron's teammate, I will be the biggest Chris Paul Chris Paul fan of all time. I just want to make that very clear. My my LeBron fandom trumps anything else, and that's very clear. I love this podcast, small ball podcast. We on this podcast will like. Our, our NBA love is undying in the sense where we will hate a player, like like despise them to their core. And the second they go play with LeBron, Ben and I are just like, well, they're my new favorite. I mean, Trevor has like real NBA opinions and Brandon and I are over here just basically finding any way to put LeBron into the conversation, which is pretty easy. I mean, it's not hard to do. Um, he is the greatest really basketball not- player of all time, and he is currently the best player in the NBA. You see, that's, he just did it so seamlessly. Do you see how great that was, Trevor? Yeah. That takes talent, oh, what man. Ben just did. That, that is T-A-L-E-N-T yeah. talent. All right? Man, Brandon lately has been the one trying to spread all the propaganda. Now Ben's trying to spread it's the working. propaganda. Ben's, always been, been, Ben's, been, Ben's been, always been there. If, if Trevor, if you don't remember, I wasn't on the podcast in Brandon's words for like, I don't know, like 10 years. Um, and I got yeah, to listen. I got to listen. I, I listened to a lot of it. And a lot of those podcasts, Brandon was was hitting the LeBron train hard. And it really it forced me to reevaluate my fandom in the NBA, and I was like, you know what, LeBron has always been my favorite player, but I don't think I was I was a big enough fan. I really think I have to almost double my fandom for LeBron James. Yeah, um, and see, and, every and that's year, what I'm attempting to do. Every year, here's the thing about being a LeBron James fan: he he talks about strive for greatness, right? And you have Absolutely. to reevaluate each year. You have to reevaluate where you are in your LeBron fandom, and you have to give uh you know an extra couple hundred percent. So like you know. You know, when did he come in the league? 03. So, like, 03, it was at, like, 100, right? And then, you know, 04 is at 200. At this point, I'm at, like, 20K percent, you know? But I have to keep on – I have to strive for greatness. I got to be better each year. And I think Ben agrees with me on that. Yeah, I, I think I, you just got to continue I, to be better. I will say – Yeah, and, yeah. Brandon, that's ahead, why you have to strive for greatness in your life, and that's why you need to go to the gym tomorrow. <laughs> strive for greatness, even without me. <laughs> that is true, Sorry, Brandon. I, Brandon I can, I can, I I can promise it. you LeBron James will be in a gym tomorrow at some point. That's uh, for sure. Yeah, exactly. No, he's vacationing right Yeah, now. I saw Jamar Chase doing some uh, cleans on uh, Instagram earlier, some power cleans. Well, Jamar anyway, Chase in the gym. What, when, you're, when, you're, when, you're, when your championship window is right now, you got you to do everything you can. But LeBron James's championship true. window has been the last 20 years. So <laughs> it, it has probably, been the last 20 years. It's actually crazy. I've never seen anyone that had a 20-year championship window quite like hip, you know. Um, Tom, Tom Brady. Brady was close. He Tom was Brady. close. He was close, not quite he twenty did, years. He did have twenty. No, it was like like one or two, and 20, then skip a couple years. Another 21. one or two, skip a couple Wait, years. I, I actually well, have LeBron. LeBron didn't make the playoffs in twenty nineteen. What are you talking about? I don't remember that actually. I don't even remember that. <laughs> I have one more question for you, Trevor. Over the first two years of his career, I have one more question yeah. since you're the NBA expert, and then I promise I'm done. Um, this is like a real question. How old is Chris Paul? Thirty eight. Thirty eight. 
Oh, isn't like LeBron thirty eight? Isn't yeah? Interesting. It are there questions about LeBron <laughs> possibly being cut because he's not worth the money? I haven't heard oh, anything man. like that. Surely enough, uh-huh. LeBron James, if they're the same age, his you would think his career would be declining at a similar fashion as somebody else. You know, his peer the same age as him. Oh, that's right. One of them's the greatest player of all time. The other one's never won a championship. That's right. Okay. Sorry. I I forgot for a second. That's on me. Oh, man. All right. Well, I think we should transition. And Trevor, I just successfully took a Chris Paul conversation and made it all about LeBron James, which is all I ever try to do. There you go. Fair enough. Well, we're going to make it an NBA Finals conversation uh, here to wrap up the— We're going to talk about Messi, don't we? Oh, we do have that. It's not in the note, Trevor. Yeah, I know. This is on you. Yeah. That's because I, I, I mean, Josh, Josh, Josh would have much more to say. That than is I true. Would. That is true. Um, um, all right. Well, let's talk about Messi. It'll be quick. Uh, mm-hmm. Messi signed with Inter Miami. Uh, yeah. Inter Miami has overnight become the most followed sports team across social media or uh, American sports team yeah. um, across social media. Uh, really big for the MLS, which is a league that just frankly isn't good. Watch <laughs> Use yourself. Messi. Watch yourself, Brandon. Um, Watch yourself. Well, I should say in terms of the talent across the world, not that great. But Messi yeah. coming over here, very big deal. He was supposedly offered like $1.6 billion uh, by the Saudis. Yeah, over three years. He was getting paid over half a million dollars or yeah. half a million. Yeah. Uh, $500 plus million dollars a year, um, which is absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very happy he came over to Miami. Um, good for soccer here. I know Josh wants to go see a game of his. Um, I definitely want to go see a game of his, so we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, Ben, any thoughts on Messi coming over here before we go to the NBA Finals? I mean, it's great for MLS soccer. Uh, and it makes a lot of sense. I, I mean, on the field-wise, again, it's not nearly what he was doing in any mm-hmm. aspect of his former career. But um, off the field stuff, it makes a lot of sense. And like again, like it, it, he's, he's not making an insane amount of money because the MLS has this thing called a salary cap. But... Off the field wise, he, I mean, his opportunities are going to be endless in the United States. Um, you're already starting to see that with with you know the opportunities that he has with with shares and Adidas's profits and Apple TV Plus's subscription where the MLS games are. So um, it, it makes a lot of sense. I, I think this is kind of this is kind of what soccer has become, where you kind of finish out your career in the United States because marketing wise and off the field opportunities are, are so much greater than other places around the world. So I mean, the soccer is not going to be nearly as good, but um, at this point in his career, what else does he have to prove on the field in terms of soccer? I think this is obviously much more of a business decision. Um, and I can't blame the guy. I mean, I mean, he's joining a league where, if you guys aren't familiar with the MLS, do, do you guys by chance know who's in first place in the MLS by a fairly large amount of points? Do you guys know? Are you curious at all? If I guess it, can you not say another word about it? Sure. All right, I would guess that FC Cincinnati. Is that is first. correct. FC Cincinnati is actually. Oh, oh, oh no, 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 no! That wasn't the deal. That wasn't the yeah, deal. My fingers were crossed. All right, NBA my fingers finals. So, Brandon, if, if, if Josh and yourself are looking for an opportunity to watch Messi, he comes to Cincinnati if he starts playing um, this year in August. There's an opportunity for him to come play in Cincinnati. You can watch his team, the worst team in the MLS, face off against the Titans and the, kind of the standard of American soccer in FC Cincinnati in August, if, if you so choose. Um, but All seriously, right. it is Fair it enough. is a great opportunity. It's, it's actually really cool to see, you know, obviously, in my opinion, the, the best soccer player of all time. And I have very little stats to back that up because I don't watch a lot of soccer. <laughs> but I, I picked him over Ronaldo, and I'm going to continue with that. Um, it is cool to see. It is cool to see. And I think we we assume that that he will then 
um, kind of parlay this into ownership of some sort with that club or whoever, whatever it may be in the United States. So obviously a business move, but it, it's it's a smart move. It's it's obviously very a very profitable decision that he's making. Yes, sir. All right, let's go to the NBA Finals. Um, our last topic for today's episode, Trevor. First week of NBA Finals podcast. Last last podcast, we had a pretty good week. One one. Your your Heat weren't looking too bad. Uh, this week, they they didn't look as good. Um, mm-hmm. not as good. The Nuggets are up three one now. Um, two rough games. They didn't score a hundred in either game. Um, and so here was my. I had a question for you. I do want you to kind of go in depth in the games and talk about it. But I I have a question. Um, do you think that this is just like talent diff? Like just like one team is just, they're just objectively the better team. Um, or do you think just, you know, the Nuggets are just playing better right now and it wasn't the Heat's night, both those nights, whatever the case may be. Or do you think, you know, just like simply the Nuggets are just a better basketball team? I mean, the Nuggets were the more talented team all season and they were coming into the series, but the Heat have beaten other teams that were more talented than them in this playoffs. The Bucks were more right. talented than them. The Celtics were. Next, it's debatable, but either way, they beat at least two teams already that were more talented than them. So the hope, obviously, was, still is, that they can overcome it once again, you know, and that's that comes from you know a multitude of factors that comes from great coaching like Eric Spolstra that comes from you know your role players stepping up and getting production from you know guys every night that you know regular season didn't always bring that same level of production and it comes from your best players uh you know in the biggest moments playing incredible basketball Jimmy Butler and Bam playing incredible basketball in the biggest moments that's what it takes to overcome you know a talent disparity like this yeah, I I think it's a I mean it was going to be an uphill battle for the Heat regardless. Um but let's dive a little bit into the games. We'll go to the the first game um that happened what was it on Wednesday? Thursday. Right? Um or Wednesday. 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 It was Wednesday. Um Nuggets won 109-94. Um 90, this is a, a rough game it seems like at the end. Um, the, the starters got pulled. Uh, we saw, you know, Jokic and Murray combined for 66 points, a uh, big day for them, but really poor three point shooting night, 27%, 28%, uh, for the nuggets, 31 for the heat. Um, uh, so rough shooting night, uh, for kind of everyone involved. Uh, what were your thoughts on this game, Trevor? Yeah. So in game three, I mean, it was just textbook like Jokic and Murray doing what they do best. Uh, the pick and roll game is lethal. Uh, they both had triple doubles, which is the first time two teammates have ever had 30 point triple doubles, which obviously people were talking about. That was a big deal. I mean, they were both incredible. And Jamal Murray in the series is averaging 11 assists, which I didn't anticipate him doing that. I thought Jokic would have double digits, assi- double digit assists on average for the series. He's actually only averaging eight, but it doesn't really matter because Jamal Murray's kind of uh, picked up that role. Um, you know, when, when Jokic isn't doing it, I mean, they, they kind of share that responsibility. Whereas Jamal Murray, you know, normally he only averages like, like I think five assists in the regular season. So he's up averaging about 11 and he's been huge this whole series. It, it's been a big thing where when the heat start to, and this has been a theme the whole series, it happened game three, happened game four, um, where the Heat start to make a little bit of a run. And usually Jamal Murray is the one who has the answer at all times. Um, you know, he hits a big three after the Heat, like in game four, the Heat cut it to five. Jamal Murray hits a three. It, it just has happened over and over again. 
And another thing in this game, um, you know, was that Christian Braun, a guy or Christian Brown, a guy who was a, a rookie, um, he stepped up for Denver. He had a big performance in that game three. And a lot of it, I think a couple of those buckets were in the fourth quarter. So Christian Brown, a rookie, uh, really stepping up in a big way. And another thing, this is just kind of a theme. Jimmy Butler hasn't had that insane, like 48, seven and nine game that you would hope for. in uh, you know, a series like this, like he had against Milwaukee, where he had, I think two incredible performances. Like he had, I think, you know, last year against Boston and that game six, the force to game seven, like he even had in the finals a few years ago against the Lakers, you know, he was incredible um, in the finals. He hasn't had that performance, and I still think part of it maybe it's because of the ankle. But regardless, I mean, you know, there's a lot of players that are banged up. You have to find a way to kind of put together a performance like that. And Jimmy Butler hasn't really done that. Um, you know, he did have 28 points in in that game three. But, you know, it's when you're going up a team as, as good as Denver on both ends, you, you kind of need more than that. And another thing is... The role players haven't given you enough for the Miami Heat. Max Struess, how about this, Brandon? Max Struess, for the entire series, has made five of 31 shots. Five of 31. That's Max Struess for the series. That's 16.7%. That is uh, abysmal. You can't get much worse than that. I could probably shoot better than that. Um, So he's been bad. Um, Caleb Martin, obviously he was big in the Celtics series, nowhere near it. I mean, he averaged like 19 points in the Celtics series. He's only averaging about seven. So it's a multitude of things that have happened now. And the Nuggets just, you, there's not a lot of margin for error against this team. Um, because number one, they have Jokic, the best player I would say in the world at this point, I think it's fair to, uh, you know, I Giannis at number one for so long. I think it's fair to have Jokic at one, regardless of how this, I mean, assuming that Denver wins, I guess, which it seems like they're going to. Um, but that's kind of game three, um, even though I've kind of this whole time been talking about the series as a whole. But game four, more specifically, because this game was interesting because the Nuggets did have the lead for a while, um, but Jokic picked up his fifth foul that I will I will admit was a bad call. Uh, Bam kind of sold the contact a little bit, and they called uh, the fifth foul on Jokic in the fourth quarter. He, Jokic was out of the game. I think from like the 11 minute mark of the fourth till like the four minute mark of the fourth quarter, the Nuggets at this point were up, I believe, 13. I believe it was 86 73. And this was kind of the Heat's opportunity to get back in the game, really make a run at it, and try to even the series up. But again, every time they tried to do that, there was normally an answer. It was either Jamal Murray. Um, I think Bruce Brown hit a big three. Bruce Brown in general, really good in game four. And the Heat just couldn't always execute. They would execute on one possession, and then the next one would be sloppy. They couldn't put together a rhythm. Uh, they couldn't get that momentum because every time they started to, it was you know just completely uh, it evaporated by way of Jamal Murray or Bruce Brown or whoever. And the only other thing to mention from this game was that Aaron Gordon was incredible throughout the game. Um, you know, twenty-seven points, seven rebounds, six assists—a big game from Aaron Gordon. And that's another thing that I talked about before the series is that the size advantage that Denver has is going to be hard to overcome for Miami. It was, it was the same thing. It it was a theme in that Lakers series as well. It's a big reason why the Nuggets uh, were much better than the Lakers, the size advantage. And Aaron Gordon had a really good performance. And now 
We go back to game five tomorrow night. We will see uh, if Miami can extend the series. That game is in Denver, so it's going to be tough. Obviously, Denver has only lost one home game, uh, mm-hmm. being game two. So we will see. Jimmy Butler is going to have to have, I believe, a 40-plus point performance to probably uh, extend the series. Um, so it's going to be tough. You know, only one team has ever come down, came back from down 3-1. Really? Obviously, we know who that team wow. is. The Cleveland Cavaliers. That's crazy. And I, and I will say that there's a certain player that was on that team that is also on this team. He goes by the name of Kevin Love. So, you know, you could say that it's okay. it's really low odds to come back, but Kevin Love teams are pretty good when they're down 3-1. So we will see what happens. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you my prediction. Because they have Kevin Love, they won't win this series. Um, and they're not going to win tomorrow, unfortunately. I think they will be losing uh, Monday night. Um, sorry, your Heat are, are not looking so great. Um, Trevor, anything else you'd like to talk about before we get out of here? Um, no, well, I, I wanted to hear Ben's thoughts. I mean, Ben, what, what do you think about this series? Do, do you think the Heat can extend the series? Do you think they can get a win in Denver tomorrow? Well, Trevor, I'm not one bit concerned about our Heat. I'm not. I'm really not. Heat culture is alive. <laughs> our Heat? Yeah, I mean, tr- You've Trevor. you flopping Ben. Trevor, I, I made it very clear last week that, that I am all in on the Heat, okay? People are counting them out. Nobody believes in them. Trevor, I, I told sure you. You did not pick the Heat. I'm fairly I did not pick the Heat. The nuggets. That, do, that doesn't mean what? I, who I, who I think is going to win and who I want to win can't be different? Come on, Brandon. Oh, no, 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 no. I think you said you wanted the Nuggets to win. Is I, I don't know what you're talking I, about. I think, there's, I there's think no the only reason Ben's saying, the only reason Ben's saying this, this goes back to, he just Trevor. wants a longer series. Trevor, that's, well, that's I, the only I, reason. I made that very clear. I made that very clear. I, I think the Nuggets <laughs> will win, but I want it to be seven seven games because I want Trevor to be tortured in this process because I think it'd be good content. But Brandon refuses <laughs> yeah, see, to exactly. Brandon refuses to let me know what's going on in, in, in the middle of these games. I'd love I'd love to be there with you, Trevor, watching, but I can't do that. And Brandon's depriving me of that opportunity. Um, but Trevor, I mean, no, everybody everybody's counting us out as as a team, and I think that's where that's where we we thrive more than anyone else. Trevor, you know who else was counted out? The 2021 Cincinnati Bengals, who many experts are comparing the two teams together. Oh, my together. God. Um, All right, wrap it up. Wrap many it up very then. smart people like Trevor Reddick himself are comparing the two teams together. So, Trevor, I, again, I'd rather be down 3-1 than up 3-1 at this point. I, I have full faith in Jimmy Butler. I have full faith in the Miami Heat. I think they'll get it done. Um, we saw what, what happened last series when they, were, when they were up in the series. No bueno. Not good. All right, so I'd rather be down, Trevor. I, th- I think this is where Heat culture is going to thrive. No one's picking them to win tomorrow night in Denver. That's where... They are the most dangerous. So Jimmy Butler's going to have a fantastic game. It's going to go back to Miami for game six, home court advantage. And then you know this, Trevor, anything can happen in game seven. So um, I, I have a lot of faith in our so, Miami Heat, and I really do think they can get it done. Um, Trevor, you do you think this team's more comparable to the 2012-2013 the Baltimore Ravens or 21 uh, Bengals? Because if it is the twenty one Bengals, how did their season end? I don't remember. <laughs> so that was that was the, that was um, the one looks argument. Like it actually is comparable. That was the to one the argument Bengals. that I was hoping Brandon would not make. Um, it is because I don't have an answer like to that comparable. question. I don't have no, an answer you don't. to that. Like normal, I come out on top of the debate. But look, I'll leave. I'll leave everyone with that thought there um i think we'll wrap up the podcast there for today thank you all so much for listening to today's episode uh this coming weekend i believe aaron and i will have another cinemaniacs episode um as uh what is it eternals comes out or not eternals what i don't remember what the movie's called um uh, you don't going know to what the it? movie's called that you're gonna podcast I certainly, about? I certainly don't know i i don't remember what it's called <laughs> you're gonna aaron podcast a movie that you don't know what it's called 
Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I'll, <laughs> I mean, I'll figure it out eventually, whatever it's called. All right. Um, I trust but you. Yeah, I trust that'll Aaron. be back. Trevor, you. do you, you got... Yeah, and we... So I, I'm guessing, well, assuming if Denver does end the series before Game 7, we're just going to record on Sunday. If there is a Game 7, for whatever chance, I think we're... If there is a Game 7, I think we'll have to record Monday night. I think okay. we'll have to. Well, that's the that's but the sketch we'll then. We'll, we'll have yeah. to see. No, what it's we should do. View on it. Here's a better idea. Oh, God. We should start recording the last five minutes of Game Seven, if that's the case. <laughs> if it's if it's within five oh, points wow. and that's there's a good five idea. minutes left, we hit start recording because I think oh I think Trevor. I think we'd have to. Uh, I, bump I think out we, a lot I think of the, the podcast. real Trevor might come out. <laughs> I, I think I think there might be some things that Trevor says that we're like, whoa, Trevor, how dare you? I think that'd be awesome. Well, that's right. You're not you're not working. Any, I mean, you're you're off work, obviously. So yeah. we don't have to worry about it going super late. I don't yeah. know if I want to do that, though, to be honest. Yeah, Trevor's not going to want to do that. But <laughs> look, we'll, we'll wrap it up there for today. Thank you all so much for listening. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review if you enjoyed. Uh, go check our website, thesmallballers.com, and our Twitter, at thesmallballer. Link's all in the description. Um, but yeah, with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons.